Hey everybody, it's Brian coming on at the top of the show, as I have for the the, the last few shows, asking you, uh, if you can, please consider donating to our, our Patreon. If you, if you like the show, if you've been enjoying it, if you've been listening for some time, uh, go to our Tumblr page, rwildcast.tumblr.com. You can find the Patreon link over there. And uh, just take the take the time to to pop a little pop a little money our way. We uh, shows a, a a major loss leader for for us right now. There's uh, there's hosting fees, and more importantly, there is the money that uh, we pay Brian to edit the show together. So uh, if you like it, you want us to keep doing what we're doing, even uh, even a dollar per episode would help. Um, otherwise, uh, we're gonna start having to sell you mattresses at the top of the show. So your call. Thanks, thanks everybody, everybody who's uh, who's donated so far. That's all I got. Stick around. Here's our interview with Kelvin Swaby. In the, you know, I can't get a lemon ginger tea yeah. in this ridiculous tea shop, but yeah, it's great. I got you, a nice one though. So you're not, uh, so you're not feeling sick. You're not coming down with anything. No, I'm not feeling okay. sick at all. No, it's just my stomach was feeling a little bit dodgy, I but see. my my throat, I feel great. I don't have a cold or anything. That's generally like my main concern whenever you go on tour. Yeah, you've had you've had a couple of days off now. Had two days two off, days, uh, literally yeah. a couple of days off. Yeah, and it's great. And you're just sort of resting up. Yeah, you just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, I I could have taken myself. I mean, yesterday I met up with some friends in Williamsburg. Yeah, for a shop uh, anniversary. So it was, uh, we kind of did that. I went out, I had some drinks, but you know, whenever you're on tour, you got to just take care of yourself. It's, you know, it's, it's pretty of, difficult when you get to Amsterdam. Amsterdam gets like a little crazy and. You know, it kind of doesn't happen that way. <laughs> it's nice, though. I mean, it's nice that you're at a point now where you can, like, have a little bit of breathing room during a tour. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this is, like, the beginning of the promo before the record drops on yeah. April 1st. So this is, uh, yeah, it's great to kind of have this time because it's only going to get crazy from April. <laughs> is it? Is it just sort of, are you running the press gamut right now? Is that the... Uh, you're always kind of running the press gamut for yeah. the whole of the campaign, you know. Yeah, but like, I'm, I'm, I assume in the lead up to the uh, actual yeah, the, album release, it's the worst. Uh, it's actually been wonderful. In <laughs> fact, I've enjoyed. I've enjoyed taking a ton of phoners. Like we've done a ton of phoners for America, but there have been so many phoners from Japan. You yeah. know, it's it's really really quite interesting in regard to you know campaigns that we've done before. Yeah, you know, Japan really kind of seemed to have gotten on board the heavy train which is which is great and they love they love what they're hearing so are the uh what what, what kind of questions are the japanese press asking you no they're just asking when are we coming back <laughs> you know they want us back yeah it's literally, it's literally that that simple so it's it, it, you know it's funny it's sort it's sort of when uh when when the press material comes out when they're talking in the in the lead up you know they they Hey, I'm sorry, I'll give you a little more slack there. Yeah, so, yeah, because I'm, I'm kind of like that. It, it looks weird. I'm trying to get you. Weird. I'm trying to get you as close to me yeah, as possible. Like, yeah, Yo, <laughs> but uh, you know, every, when 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 the press material comes out, they have to sort of like single out like one one interesting thing, one talking of point course. of the new record, and it seems like breakups are sort of yeah, break. You line. know, yeah, bre- I mean. 
breakups within within music are kind of yeah. like you know. I mean, you've you've been through this rodeo before, right? I mean, this has been uh, yeah. You've, you've channeled this into music before, exactly. You know, we I think we all we always speak from the heart. You know, we, yeah. we wear our hearts on our sleeves, and it's for us. We kind of we're forever turning you know poison into medicine. Yeah, you know, so that's the way we kind of work. And <laughs> you know, it, the last four years has been pretty crazy since we kind of. Um, I, but you know, a song like "How Do You Like Me Now" is sort of, in a way, it's kind of a "fuck you" song, right? That's yeah, break up well, songs yeah, go. exactly. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's just like you know, there was a time you know he used yeah. to love me so, and you know, yeah. shit happens, you know. But it's kind of like, well, you know, you put me, you ran me through the mill. Yeah. But how you like me now? It's, and, it's, uh, is it is it a different approach this time around? Is is the uh, sentiment different? Uh well, I mean, some some of the sentiments. There are things that you know you really didn't ever want to give up. But you kind of realised that you truly, truly needed to for sense and sanity. As I kind of said, like with the whole kind of turning poison into medicine and just like different approach to different things. Yeah. I think uh, what happened to the love is, you know, it's kind of test when I was kind of going through divorce from my first marriage. And uh, it's kind of like, you know, you, you believe that you're doing things for the the correct reason you know and we have two children yeah and so when you've kind of been to and froing for you know 14 years with each other you kind of you kind of think after after that amount of time maybe we should actually if we're, we're going to come back to each other then we just we go for it you know yeah. and then you figure out really really quickly that <laughs> that shit was completely incorrect we shouldn't really do that at all you know uh, you you kind of realise as to how far and the paths are that you're both mm. walking apart, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I've got to assume that, you know, being in a touring band is probably part of that. It's easy. Oh, yeah. It's, well, I mean, it's got to be hard to maintain some kind of a relationship when you're yeah, it's, it's channeling yourself into that. Yeah, it's difficult. So, you know, unless you kind of have that kind of understanding with somebody, yeah. you know, then it's not, it's just not going to work, you know? And, you know doing things for the sake of the children you know it was kind of like I believe that was the right idea and it wasn't you know yeah. so but you know it's, it's like yeah yeah and well and, and, so, and, so and I mean like what happened to the love that's you know that's where that kind of comes yeah. from well and you know for 14 years I mean obviously like you're in a very different place professionally than you were when you started absolutely you know I mean myself and Daniel we were still we were still making music. Yeah. You know, we were making music on like a four track and using sure. like a, it's a very, Yamaha it's a very, SU10 sampler. And very different like, expectations. Yeah. Though. Yeah. There were very, very different expectations. I mean, we, you know, we were just, we were making music and the thing is we had some great friends kind of offering great advice. Like my, my friend Jeff from Porter's Head used to love the shit that we used to make on mm-hmm. with just a four track, a four track and acoustic guitar yeah. and, and a sampler, you know. He used to love that shit. We used to go over to his studio, record, and, you know, and then I, I suppose when you, you know, your ambitions become a little bigger and a little wider, you know. Yeah. While you, even while you're still holding down a job, you're holding down family and, you know. Yeah. And you're you're creating these beast, beastly songs, you know. These songs that eventually became monsters. And you, And you can't, I mean, you know, it's... I assume that you can't sort of write a, a fuck you song the way that you could. Like, in, in a 14-year 
relationship where there's a marriage and kids, like it's you, you've got to take it maybe it's slightly. You got to be a little more tactful about it. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, we we always try to write as ambiguously as possible, you know. Yeah. So you you can draw from it what you will. Yeah. We're never ever going to point the finger and say this is. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. because of this person yeah. or this situation, you know. I try and write as ambiguously as possible, so it needs to, it needs to kind of be seen from a sure. few different perspectives, you know. But but I mean, you know, when you talk about wearing your heart on your sleeve, mm-hmm. like it's, it's easy enough to connect the dots to <laughs> who certain songs are about when you're, yeah, no, you're sure. the person doing the writing. Sure, sure. But you know, it's kind of like when, when there's been so much kind of to and fro between a couple. There are those periods where other things kind of happen, so yeah. it might not necessarily just be about that sure. person, you know. I mean, were, were you? Uh, you know, it's, it sounds like maybe you were on the same page with a few of the other bandmates as far as like going through something. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, you know, Dan Dan had a really really tough time about four years ago. Yeah. You know, so there are there are a few tracks, especially with Goodbye Baby as well, and you know, I think Daniel kind of get into grips and. You know, of being a father, you know, and him having this concern that he's, you know, and I'm always kind of like, dude, you're an incredible dad, you know, yeah. but he kind of just has this worry. Daniel's a warrior. So, yeah. you know, you can, and you can hear within tracks like Nobody's Hero and Not The One and Slave To Your Love, you can hear that he's kind of worried that, you know, he's not going to be the best father that he probably yeah. possibly can be you know it's nice. I mean, you're, he puts he, a lot of pressure on himself yeah. and you're but you're able to to uh you know I, I you know help him through it or at least like offer him some perspective on it because you've been through that yeah exactly so you know it's like we all we all help each other yeah the band the band is not just a you know a group of guys that kind of get into the studio and just record we are family to yeah. each other you know so we're always you know everybody everybody has a hand in you know the the uh resuscitation you know, yeah. when you're feeling low, you know. Well, it's, it's interesting, you know, because I, you know, when I tend to think of like the really, uh, you know, kind of seminal breakup albums, you know, I, you know, I'm thinking of like, uh, like Bob Dylan or like, you know, like like Marvin Gaye or somebody. But 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 in most of those cases, it seems to be sort of like a singular songwriter in the band. So it's that person kind of funneling sure. that that heartbreak. I, I assume it's got to be. A slightly different configuration when you're dealing with a band full of people because not everybody's necessarily on the same page emotionally at the time. Yeah, I mean the thing is, it's kind of you know where I like to write. So it's, it's like I'll write melodies. I'll write melodies. I'll fit words to melodies, and then and then we'll then come up with a concept as to kind of how we're going to approach this song, yeah. what we actually want to pull out of this song. Yeah. You know, so it's like as much as you have since you've been gone you know it's completely you know it's dripping with toxicity you know and it's kind of being drawn to that toxicity but I still wanted the fierce you know I wanted it to sound you know like the way it comes in I almost wanted it to sound like the original kind of uh, let's say Pelham 123 the David Shire score that score is an incredible score so you know you just want to you want to distract people from from the toxicity from what's kind of going on and what's actually been sung about within the, you know, it's interesting. So you're you're kind of, um, you know, we sound we, we yeah. soundscape basically. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm trying to think of what, what they there's a, a mist they call it a misdirect in, in magic. You know, like the the thing that you do on stage to sort yeah. of distract people from the actual trick. Yeah, yeah. So it's like the misdirect. Yeah. So the idea is to have it orally, almost be 
celebratory while the while the lyrics are a little more on the yeah exactly it's just like it's being tri- it's being triumphant it's like you know it's kind of you it's just about the way that you can kind of get through shit you know yeah. it's just like for me I was at you know such a low ebb yeah. when we were going through our divorce you know but it's kind of I knew I was going to get through it yeah. you know it wasn't going to kill me <laughs> you know so it's kind of like you know so you want to make music that kind of reflects that well you i mean you know you knew you you, you were you knew you were going to th- get through it or, or you were already through it by the time it sounds like by the time you guys were like sitting in earnest making the album but there must have been a point there where like it was a little less sure were, were you actually writing through the actual separation yeah absolutely yeah. you know i was you know i'm always writing yeah you know just to kind of have you know when when is that when there's that final point of closure? I just remember going to uh, flying out to Atlanta because I was going to record the uh, gospel singers for another project. And uh, you know what happened to Love was written on the way because it was it was kind of like closing that book. It was closing that book yeah. and me managing then to kind of move on and then. I just kind of got those guys just to, you know, originally when I kind of came up with the idea for what happened to love, I recorded like 12 BPM slower, you know? Yeah, it was a dirge. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then so, you know, we kind of get to get to kind of recording the record and it's just like, I immediately I could hear what we needed to do with it, you know? Hmm. So, and to to bring the life out of it instead of it, uh, what happened to the love you know you want I wanted to put some fire in it yeah you know? it's something that I believe was going to be punchy I, I guess know? I guess what I'm getting is you know it's, you've got to have some kind of distance between you and what's going on or else you're going to end up writing that just really kind of oh yeah like, dirgy song right? I, exactly I mean, it's going to be all consuming and yeah and it will and be depressing which, and, which is you yeah. know it's not you know what, the way that we write is it's yeah, you said the word earlier. It's like it's like a celebration. Yeah, you know, and yeah. it, and it's about being triumphant. It's yeah. about rising from the flames. You know, well, that's you know, like, regardless of whatever you're going through. Yeah. You know, we kind of find a way to kind of get through it. I remember, you know, I remember years ago, I was having a conversation with somebody um, who was really into the blues, and I was like, I was I was younger, I was trying to figure out um, basically like why somebody would be listening to that music because you know my my thought and this is a you know very like teenage thought was like why would you listen to something that's going to depress you you know like, <laughs> yeah of course why you know why why would you just sit there and like listen to something sad that's going to make her sad but you know they what he what he told me and this resonated a lot and i think about it from time to time is um i mean it's 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 not it's sort of it's a celebration right yeah, I mean, absolutely i mean the themes you're dealing with some like kind of depressing but humanistic themes but ultimately like it is a form of escapism absolutely you know and you you draw from that situation i think speaking about it it's, it's like a, it's like a form of therapy isn't it? yeah you know yeah well yeah and i guess i guess you know i guess you get that not only through you know the, the writing process and the recording process but um i mean you know you're 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 known for the, the your performances and you get out there and you know if you're if you're just like doing this and have a really like dirgy slow song on stage, you're going to be reliving that in a sense, right? Yeah, I mean, this absolutely. Is like, no, get some horns and you got a little bit of catharsis yeah, exactly. You. Yeah. Once you have that, it's kind of like you know, it's like it's like a it's like a New Orleans funeral. Yeah, 
you know yeah, yeah, yeah. you know okay. it's just like you, yeah. you've got that march kind of going on yeah. you know that's when you're going through it yeah you know yeah. and then as soon as it switches it's yeah. like yeah I've, I've been through it <laughs> yeah but this is where we're going but you're sort of I mean in a sense aren't you like when you when you sit down and write a song like that a song that isn't you know how do you like me now a song that's like a little bit more reflective of something sure um, aren't you <laughs> we drove them away yes we did <laughs> <laughs> aren't, aren't you um Aren't you sort of risking, like, bringing those feelings up again in, in the performance? Uh, no, because, like, like like I said, for me, just tracks like Since You've Been Gone, you know, Mean Old Man. Yeah. You know, they, they really, really mean something to me, you know, because it it's at that point that you kind of really, that I really believed that I was completely over yeah. that relationship, yeah. you know, and totally, you know, and understanding that it was totally finished, you know, as difficult as it was at the time to kind of accept, yeah. you know, and for everybody to kind of accept. Yeah. But you kind of, you know, this is like, this is one life, yeah. you know, and I'm not prepared to to live it unhappily, you know. Did, did, were, there, were there any, you know, when, when, when you were going through this, when you were writing it, were there, I mean, it sounds like, you know, you, may, you maybe changed the tempo up on a song or two, but was there anything that you just like... Was maybe a little too earnest, or was maybe a little too uh, like any, any sort of songs that that uh, that you sort of conceived of in that period that you needed to distance yourself from? Oh, what just like rein it in a little bit? Well, yeah. Did you have any? Did you have any sort of woe is me songs in there that you're just like this is not? Oh no no no, no 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 no. I mean, between myself and Daniel, you know, we're pretty selective about what we kind of write, but yeah, you know, I. We don't write, you know, I remember writing Blood, Dirt, Love, Stop when I was living in Barcelona. And, um, you know, that, that track from uh, The Glorious Dead, and it's, and it's an incredible song. And it's like, that could be see, seen as like a woe is me song. Yeah. But the way it's performed, yeah. it's kind of like, yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of what you put into your performance is to, to take it away. It's like we're talking about the misdirect again, yeah. Yeah. you know? I guess I guess I guess what's interesting to me is this idea of sort of um, selectively writing because you know when I when I think about writing and when I think about uh, particularly when it's something creative or when it's you know songwriters like writing stuff in their journal or whatever you write sure. down it's it's more about just sort of like getting stuff out there and then editing it down a little bit but it sounds like you're but it sounds like you kind of are writing things specifically to be songs and you're, you're editing it before you even put it down on paper yeah pr- pretty much I guess yeah. you know I kind of have an idea you know sometimes songs kind of come from the chorus sometimes songs sure. come from you know I might have been listening to something and wanted to kind of recapture the vibe of yeah. like some old kind of 60s soul or something sure. so I'm kind of hearing that and then before you know it you've got the verse yeah. got, you know like I, I generally start with melody, wicked melody that I know that's gonna, yeah, that's gonna pop. And then you know, the courses, the course is obviously the most important thing. You know, <laughs> it's hook, just like yeah. yeah, the hook, the hook is always the most important thing. So with whatever you're talking about, I, I always kind of want people to kind of, like we say, to make people understand that okay, it's 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 okay. Yeah, it's okay to be this way. Yeah, you know. So when it's like since you've been gone, you've yeah. been gone, you've been, you know, and it's like as much as the raindrops are kind of falling from my eyes, it's like it's t- it's terrible. Yeah, but you know we're gonna be okay. 
you know? but when you're when you're sitting down, you're you're, you're working on the melody. Are you, are you working on a piano or? Where? I've I've become really 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 good at just kind of freestyling melody. Are you a hummer? Yeah. <laughs> uh, are you, are, but you're singing it too, uh, or are you playing it on an instrument when you actually? No, I, I, I kind of I kind of start by just like I don't hum, you know. <laughs> I kind of just f- find myself kind of scatting phrases, okay, you know, and then I'll syllabize, you know, yeah, these phrases with words at some point, you know. Uh, I, I've just started working on something which I think is going to be ridiculous. Just kind of that drive from Buffalo to New York City is yeah. kind of like it's a long ass drive. Sure, but you know I kind of made this track that's like I'm like oh my god, it's this is so stupid, you know. So I've just locked myself away for <laughs> like the last day and a half, really kind of crafting it in the hotel room and you know always writing wait you're writing a song about how stupid the drive from <laughs> no 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 not not how stupid the drive is but it's kind of you know it's like um you know i got i got remarried within all of this time yeah and uh the the, the girl i've married is incredible she's incredible. i should hope so yeah yeah and so I, yeah. It, you know we were talking earlier about you know tour life being difficult it's like it's not so difficult when you actually have someone you yeah. know when you have someone that you know it's like it's going to fight the same battles yeah. with you and understands those battles that, that you kind of have to kind of face every day you know well, what I mean? Tell, I mean and that's what I was getting at before when I was talking about the, the kind of the 14 year thing is is you know I it's helpful that that it sounds like when when you started that relationship that like she knows what she's getting herself into. Yeah, exactly. It's not like versus like, you know, and, and yeah, it's not is, like it was sprung upon yeah. you. Yeah. And this is no fault of your own. This is, no, you know, no fault of anybody's, but like your life because of what you do for a living and because of the su- successes that you've had has changed pretty drastically over the last 14 years. Yeah. And that's going to kind of put a strain on a relationship. Yeah, it will. It will put a strain on yeah. a relationship if you if you don't know what you're getting in sure. yourself into. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's inevitable that it's going gonna, it's gonna to put a little bit of a strain, but you yeah. just have to sort of figure yeah, out exactly. how to deal with it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, you know, it's, I find it difficult now being away from my wife. You yeah. Know? It's, it's, you know, but it's because we both enjoy spending so much time yeah. together. She knows what it's like on the road. She's been out with us like a few times. She knows what it's like. She knows it's exhausting as well. You so know, what, what is she knows? How is she like? How is she supportive of you when you're on the road? What is it that she does? We just we just talk. You just talk. Yeah, we talk. We you know we just kind of catch up. At the, yeah. at the moment, we're in the middle of um, moving to Saint Petersburg, which is which is hilarious. You know? so just as just as we kind of start touring, we kind of have this brilliant idea to move to Florida. So <laughs> I we're going to get back to that. <laughs> yeah, we'll get back. to So that. wait, where where are you now? Uh, well, my wife is in St. Petersburg. Oh, she's down there. Yeah, but, like, where where do you technically live now? Or uh, well, I've got to pack up our house next week. Well, are you in, are, in Britain? You are in the okay. You are yeah. in the UK. Okay. Yeah, still in the UK. I, I, you know, I we, we we have a place in the UK, but um, yeah, we're moving out next week when I get back from South by Southwest. So okay, I'm gonna stop like any other like path of question that I was gonna ask you before, and I just want to know all about this Florida situation, like. Is she? Is she? Fr- she's from the UK. She's no, she's from New Mexico. She's, she's from, from Mexico. Santa Fe. Okay, so she's moving a little bit closer to home. Yeah, she's moving a little closer to home. We're going to be touring for the next few years. Yeah, so home kind of doesn't necessarily need to be anywhere. Sure, you know. So, but it's nice to when you go back to go back yeah. to a place that you. And she, and she has a ton of friends. Oh, okay, and 
we really really love St. Petersburg it's super calm it's super chilled okay. there's a ton there's a ton of different nationalities down yeah. there that seem to kind of get on so yeah. I'm kind of like I'm solid that's 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 going to be great for me to kind of get back to and my children absolutely love St. Petersburg yeah. so it's going to be great for for when I'm not touring I go and get them you know they live in they live in uh, Menorca at the moment so I just take it from Spain you know it's like a similar climate it's, yeah yeah it's great so so did you did you meet her in England or did you meet her no out here? I, no I met her out here and it was just did like, you have a long distance relationship yeah we, well yeah we tried we tried it you know and the thing is I kind of found, I found myself going to Santa Santa Fe like each month yeah finding excuses to get out there yeah just like kind of getting out there and uh, yeah and then it was just like well this is just crazy you know yeah. so I think it was on her third trip to England that she was just like, I have to live here, you know. Yeah. And Bath is so beautiful. Yeah. You know, so it was kind of like, you know, so we kind of set up home and then within like six months of her moving, I was just like, we should just get married. You know, this is this is like, this is an incredible situation, you know. That's you're crazy. Like, I mean, you're like the most like... beautiful person I've ever met, you know. So. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you, like, you just kind of, you knew, at least, you know, to the degree that like, that she's moving out to be with you. Yeah. And this happened relatively fast, and this was coming after a... Yeah, and it's kind of coming after just yeah. like, you know, uh, and yeah, a really, really tough time. So, yeah. yeah. So it wasn't expected. It just wasn't expected, and it's, you know, it's beautiful when shit kind of happens yeah. that way, you know? Yeah. So it's like, you know, I'm sure... I'm sure I'll be channeling some stuff from our relationship at sure. some point, but, you know, like, right now everything's like great and I don't know I don't know how to write happy songs <laughs> so that's that's I mean that's that's sort of I've like got, I've got a t- I've got a ton of songs in 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 the back in yeah. the trunk I should say yeah it's funny it's you know it, I don't know like to me that's like saying I don't know how to be happy in a, in a way you know or like or like or that idea that um I don't know I don't, I, I'm not quite comfortable being happy yeah you know like something Something must be wrong, or you're kind of looking for that thing that's... Yeah, but, you know, no, yeah. nothing's wrong. Everything's great. It's just like, but I've got, like I said, I've got a ton of experiences to share yeah. <laughs> for, for future records, so... so I, I you think know. you risk, but I think you it's risk, cool. and, I mean, you, you also risk this with, with uh, a breakup song or, you know, something something that's sort of, like, life-defining, but, um, you know, I, I would always be, and this is part of the reason why I, I don't think I've ever been able to, like... Be a be a songwriter or do something that's kind of in a way like that earnest to pour sure. my heart out because I, you know, I, I'm I'm afraid of that level of earnestness and I'm afraid of coming off as being sort of like, you know, a little too cheesy or a little too on the nose about something. And right. I mean, is that is that part of the concern about just being like this is my happy song? No, I just I just write. <laughs> You're <laughs> just fueled by yeah, depression. I, yeah, I mean, you know, it's like not fueled by depression, but you know, I've kind of I've I've lived a lot of my life yeah. in in the fire, you know, and I played in the fire for a little while. What does that mean? And there's and there, in the fire. Well, it's just you know, it's kind of like you you kind of caught with you caught with danger and dangerous situations, yeah. you know. And, you know, you turn those situations in, you know, it's kind of like, I don't want to really kind of caught with dangerous situations are, are anymore. You, are you doing that to yourself, though, to some degree? Yeah, I think I, I, think I probably was in the past, you yeah. know, quite a lot, you know. And, um, 
I kind of it's it's kind of not necessary. Yeah, you know. So it's like when you actually find the level of happiness that you're that you're content with. Well, that's yeah. I mean that's you know it's 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 a cliche, but for it's yeah. one of those cliches that's like a cliche for a reason. But you know you have. I assume I don't have children, but I assume you have children, and you're like, I gotta, I gotta kind of cut some of this shit out. Like, I gotta. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm, I, you know, my, um, you know, my ex-wife says that I am a fantastic father. So yeah. it's just like you know. But you also can't, you know, if, yeah, if so you've been you putting yourself you, in, you still have to. Yeah, but if you've been sort of like putting yourself in like dangerous situations, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're like, well, now there are human beings who are dependent oh, yeah, on me. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, so you, you know, you have to kind of, you have to rein shit in. You know, but it's. Yeah. It, it can be it can be it can, it can be difficult as a life it can be difficult you know yeah you can always be drawn to the fire you know hence like with since you've been gone yeah you know it's kind of like you know my ex-wife was a beautiful fire for those 14 years you know to be drawn to yeah. but it you know in turn not being correct at all in mm. any way shape or form you know it's not good for your yeah. mental stability you know yeah, it's was 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 starting this new relationship. I mean, I'm I'm trying to figure out the timeline in my head. Is that part of what uh, did that help put you in the mental space to be able to get some of these things down on paper? Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, I mean, the thing is, you know, I was always kind of writing writing little bits and pieces anyway. When myself and Daniel met each other, you know, he was in a band. I kind of had a band uh, in Bristol. While I was signed to Tricky for Massive Attacks label. Oh wow. Um, in Bristol, you know, so I, I kind of had shit kind of going on, and yeah. you know, like I said, I was never ever writing happy songs, you know, and um, so, and then we kind of met, and then it was, it's always been great to kind of channel some, you know, and like with Daniel, like I said, he's like a, he's like a warrior, you know, yeah, but I think when we kind of found each other, it's just like we kind of forgot about all of this shit that yeah. kind of used to kind of annoy the shit out of us you know and it was like we found a way of actually putting it down and projecting that you know and, and, and doing it in a positive way where you know it being it coming from rhythm and blues yeah you know it coming from rhythm and blues that seemed to be the way that we kind of connected you know do, do you feel I mean you were doing music before but do you feel like that that was the first time in which you were uh, really channeling things from your life into the music in that way what when myself and Daniel started writing? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, we we you know because the songwriting process I assume was very different prior to that. Yeah, I mean when we when we started writing, it was just, it was just a very very natural thing. Yeah, we didn't really kind of think about it, you know, yeah. and think or even think about you know the situations that we were kind of drawing from. You know, we were kind of, you know when I think of Great Vengeance and Furious Fire, that took like seven years to make, you know, mm. and I think it was because we were we. We had probably about 30 songs, and we just took 10 of those songs out, made them into a mixtape that you would kind of give to your girlfriend, you know? And um, it almost kind of explains in that, in those 10 songs yeah. that we selected for Great Vengeance and Furious Fire, that we kind of said it was going to be like a mixtape for our girlfriends. It almost kind of puts your heart on the line and yeah. to kind of let her know this is what I was thinking throughout the whole of this record. That's you know? really interesting because, you know, because, you know, when obviously like when you think about mixtapes, you think about sort of um, co-opting other people's music, right? And like using them in your own life. But you were like, 
you yeah. were you you were you were taking bits and pieces from your own life. Yeah, from my, yeah, what, from our own lives. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, and thrown it. Yeah, thrown it into a form that was you know that she would then be able to listen to. Yeah, and it be. All right, this is how it is. This is how, what I was feeling. So wait, so this is like, so it's sort of like, you know, I'm writing you a letter. Yeah, pretty much. And and what was you know because because it was it was a great interpretation of both of our lives, like both my mine and Daniel's life. Yeah. you know, you know, and it was a great interpretation that you know, yeah, like we were writing a letter. But but to you tell know? somebody, but to but to tell somebody, you know, versus just being like, oh yeah, well maybe some of these things are kind of going to be about us versus like. Oh yeah, this is like no, this is this us. Is, That's this different. Is us. And what was what was that reaction when they received? <laughs> well, the, I mean, the reaction was you know it was great. You yeah. know, it was. And uh, when I think about it, you know, because we literally finished that record a week before we got seen for signing. We literally oh, wow. put those ten tracks down, yeah. and then we kind of played for Ninja Tune. Uh, it was a ninja tune party in London and we blew it up and they were just like yo we got yeah. you know we got to speak you know it was just like oh well we've just finished these 10 tracks <laughs> you know they took yeah. it they took it and it was just like huh. it was like we don't want to change a thing we just want to master it so it was kind of like that was that was a point where <laughs> The shit that you've kind of gone through for the yeah. past kind of eight years, yeah. you, were, you were kind of like, oh, my God, this is crazy, you know? So, yeah, we delivered the letter, yeah, you know, and it became kind of quite fortuitous for us, so... But it's sort of like you delivered a letter, but it's like, oh, by the way, now everything is going to change about my life. Yeah, now everything's <laughs> going to change. Yeah, now everything's yeah. going to change. Yeah, it's crazy, you know? So maybe we, we should definitely kind of have taken stock of what we were doing at that point, you know? Yeah, it's uh, you know, and so you know, it's like I'm not saying there was no support, you know, but it's just like incorrect support, you know. It's, it, it's interesting too that you guys. So, so you, I mean, you were on Massive Attack's label. Were you making well, like not, not not Massive Attack's trick, tricky, uh, tricky, yeah. yeah, tricky had a label called, but Ma- but, called but Naive it, Records. Oh, but, but were you making like trip hop? Is that? Uh, I was kind of I was, I was kind of making just like big fat fat beats. So it wasn't kind of trip hop. Okay. It was kind of like moody music. But it was really but it was different, very yeah. different than what you're doing now. Uh in some in, in some in, ways, in, in some ways, I mean, yeah. you know, it was still kind of it was kind of. Like, it was like hip hop with vocals, you know. Yeah. But it was still quite kind of cinematic, you know. Yeah. And, and we've we've pretty much kind of kept it that way. Sure. We, we've kind of kept an element of those things. Yeah. Like the, the whole kind of cinematic kind of spectrum that we definitely do as a as the heavy. You on know? sort of on, on kind of like an abstract level, right? It's yeah. like some like feelings and and certain elements and things like that. But but you also it sounds like the two of you made a fairly conscious decision to say like, okay, we're gonna be a soul band you know or we're or you know we both really like you know 60s r&b and that's where we're going from okay well you know there's there's some of that in there but there's some two-tone in there okay there's there's you know there's some rock in there there's some there's some rock steady in there you know there's a ton of stuff in yeah but but i guess i guess you know disco as well jeez yeah but i but but i guess i guess what i'm getting at is sort of you know it sounds like and and you know obviously correct me if i'm wrong but it sounds like you know the two of you. Obviously, you know you met, you hit it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you. It turned out you were really great at uh, collaborating, writing songs together. 
but it sounded like you were making some very conscious decisions about the elements that you were going to pull in, the influences that you were going to draw from. Yeah, well, just just um, the elements that we were going to draw from are just stuff that's within our record collections. Yeah. You know, I, I when people kind of say, how would you describe your band? Sure. You know, that, there was an incredible quote from this dude who kind of wrote, um, wrote us a fantastic, you know, Sterling kind of stellar re- review, sorry, yeah. uh, for the BBC. And um, he kind of said, if you could imagine being in all of your favorite bands yeah. at once, well, the heavy yeah. already are. Yeah. yeah. So, and so that's pretty much how we write is kind of that's like, a good you know, I mean it's a good way to go through life it's like if you're gonna like form a band it's like just do all the things that you like yeah you know? exactly you know we we, we we can't just stay in yeah. late 60s R&B sure. that, that would just be crazy that would drive us mad <laughs> how 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 important is the clash to you I've gotta imagine that like cause didn't they like I yeah. mean, they're kind of a really good blueprint for that in a lot of ways, yeah, absolutely. right? Absolutely. You're, you're talking you know? two tone, you're talking reggae, yeah, exactly. you're talking soul music. Yeah, you like, kind of look at the Clash. I mean, Chris yeah. is like massive on the Clash. Yeah, you know, and it's kind of like I get them. I absolutely love yeah. them. My brothers used to play them, you know, like while while yeah. I was growing up, and I kind of love what they did as a, like fusion. You know, what yeah. I mean? they punk and reggae because that's what it was. That's yeah. what punk was being kind of. You know, it's like having people like Don Letts kind of play your shows and shit yeah I think they had you know? Bo Diddley tour with them yeah like, exactly but it's but it's there's it's such a ballsy move to just be like okay we're gonna be a reggae band now. I mean that's that's kind of like in a lot of ways it's kind of a crazy thing to do yeah obviously absolutely. they're like you know the best band ever they pulled it off <laughs> yeah they but did. it's like you know for you to just be like okay you know we're gonna all right, we're gonna we're gonna do a soul thing now. Yeah, like, that's which, a pretty gutsy decision. At the end of the day, well, the thing is, it's kind of like I I I love old sixties soul. Yeah, you know, I love old sixties soul and kind of early seventies up to about seventy three. Yeah, you know, beyond that, no, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like so. That's well, you I'm, mentioned I'm disco. More, I'm more, yeah, yeah. Maybe but, like, but, but I'm just talking about the soul. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, there, there was some awful soul being made. Yeah, beyond. 1973 you know and it depends on like yeah. on where you draw the line exactly. I'm thinking like Sly and the Family Stone like you can't fuck with Sly and the Family no, Stone no you can't <laughs> fuck with Sly and the Family Stone you know that dude that dude made some incredible fucking songs yeah. <coughs> or or Funkadelic or something I mean yeah, like there's exactly. always yeah. an exception there, there is yeah. always an exception that you can put in there but you know it's kind of like um, yeah so I'll, I'll kind of draw from that occasionally but then when I found my calling with I remember the first time I listened to or had heard Buffalo Gals by Michael McLaren Planet Rock by Africa Mambara yeah. I was just like oh what yeah. the fuck is this yeah. you know and so just like Electro yeah. you know and just like that whole kind of production re- you know just blew my mind yeah. you know and then when it when it was kind of slowly coming out of Electro and you had people like Marley Marl just kind of getting involved and producing people like Big Daddy Kane Cool G Rap yeah. and Master Ace yeah. I was just like wow a lot of these records that are being played, you know, my dad's got these in his record collection, you know, so it kind of inspired me to actually then start collecting records, looking for little samples and... Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you do... there, And, and there is there so, is an element to that, Yeah, the but, samples. But, yeah, but the, the whole... Th- well, we don't sample anymore. But you have in the past. Yeah, we have in yeah. the past. But, you know, and that's what, that's what we... 
that's what we were kind of based on when we kind of got together. Mm-hmm. We'd sample shit and, you know, whether it be beats from like Bo Diddley or something. Yeah. You know, we'd kind of put our own little spin on it. But, um, you know, when I was growing up, you know, dad would be playing rock and roll and rock steady and blue beat. Yeah. You know, and early reggae. And, you know, then you all have my brother's kind of playing Lover's Rock or my sister be playing Lover's Rock then my brother be kind of like play, be playing like pirated kind of sound system tapes from Jamaica Dub and yeah, yeah exactly Rock City and, yeah or just like sound systems yeah, like yeah. Cox and yeah, sound yeah, system yeah, 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 you know yeah. and um, you know and then there'd be another room you know I come from a big family so yeah, yeah. you'd have White Snake and like Sabbath and you know being played in another room you know, that sounds that's, like that, that sounds terrible being in the middle yeah. of all that. You yeah, enjoyed that? So yeah, I loved it. Yeah, know? you know. So they kind of had all of their music, and then yeah. I kind of found hip hop. And so I kind of I believe that we we do put everything that I kind of you know I loosely said then. Yeah. I think pretty much all of that kind of makes its way into kind of what we do. Yeah, you know, and we've just become really good at being able to make it make sense. <laughs> I, I get how how would you? I mean, how would you? Again, I, you know, it's a terrible question for you to have to answer, but how would you define that the music that you were playing prior to the heavy that I was playing before yeah, that, you, that you were that you were performing? Um, it was yeah, I, like I say, it was like hip hop but with vocals, you know. And I was the thing so is, is that I was singing over beats, yeah, just singing over beats. Yeah. But um, I, I would write the melodies and get a girl to sing them. You know, I was never like super super comfortable yeah. or confident that my voice was going to be the voice that I wanted to hear you know but as soon as myself and Dan started working together we realised pretty immediately that our voices worked really really well together and then Dan was like well you should sing you have to sing you know so oh, so you guys got together and there wasn't just an understanding that you were going to be the no, singer no 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 we just wanted to write some songs yeah. you know and I I love his kind of Lennon-esque tone that he has yeah you know and so i really wanted him to sing yeah you know but yeah. like the way it's kind of worked out is kind of you know it's worked out pretty well you know we both write songs and he'll sing some songs sometimes and you know he's put you know he's brought some incredible songs to the to what we do you know yeah it's it's interesting i mean this, this we, have a, we, we have an understanding of each other's voices yeah. as to what is going to suit what song you know but there's also this idea of this you know like the kind of opposites attract in a relationship but when Absolutely. you're writing with somebody like you know it's I, I, I heard somebody it's sort of the perfect uh, distillation of the Beatles of like you know McCartney sitting there writing a pop song and then Lenny coming in and fucking it up a bit you know of yeah. just writing this like this like middle third that just messes it up a little bit and then you know not not to disparage like Lennon as a or McCartney as a solo act sure. uh, he did some you know great stuff but a lot of it when when he, you know, song like 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 silly love song or something, uh-huh. you're like that's what McCartney is without Lennon. You know, that's that's yeah, yeah, what sure. when it's just. I mean, obviously nobody can write a, a pop song like he can. Yeah, absolutely. But that's what that song is without somebody coming kind of coming yeah, in without and coming up, in and just fucking it up. messing up. A yeah, little exactly. Bit. You know, I'm all about fucking stuff. Are, up. are you like all of us? You know, yeah. it's like we can't play. That's what that's what I'm trying to explain to you is that yeah. we can't just play one genre. Yeah, you know, we can't just say this is going to be a '60s soul track. It's like no, yeah. we can't do that. That's just let's throw some psychedelic kind of edge in there, or you yeah. know, throw some bottom end in there. Let's make this kind of feel like a Wu Tang track or some shit, you know. So it's like 
we yeah. can't we can't we're, we're way too schizophrenic to just kind of be like we, we we're all about the fuck up <laughs> when you need and you need you need that element of that i mean like when you're talking about malcolm mclaren you need that element of like i mean isn't that isn't that sort of the ideal that like some kid is sitting in the room somewhere listening to this and like their brain explodes well exactly that exactly that's what i that's what i want to do it's just yeah. like i want to make people's brains explode We're getting the wrap-up sign <laughs> you know it's kind of, it's kind of yeah it's fine oh, yeah yeah that'll work yeah 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 so it's kind of like um i was about to go yeah it's like when I, when i play violetta you know i played violetta i kind of she came over from spain i was driving around and i was playing the record like we'd literally just finished the record I was just playing it, and just to see, you know, just like my eight-year-old daughter, just loving the songs, you know, not just because it's her dad singing the songs, yeah. you know, but you know, she, immediately, you know, it's kind of like okay, well, that's that's like that's a head blow, yeah. you know, and then they then kind of played me a ton of stuff that they were listening to, and it's kind of like okay, this is this is great, you know, it means that we're kind of connecting on yeah. A, well, and, and, and you guys produced the new record, right? Yeah, we produced the record, like, completely, and then we got Andrew Shepson to, yeah. to uh, mix it. There's, I mean, there's, you know, it's, it, it, it's interesting. I mean, so, you know, obviously, like, sometimes it's nice to have an outside force kind of come in. and Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think what was great about the studio that we used this time, uh, Matt and Phil. So Matt Tate was, like, the studio engineer, and Phil was pretty much the second engineer yeah they had such an understanding of this incredible studio that was just loaded to to the death with just like the most incredible yeah. uh equipment from the 50s 60s so you were recording the tape yep we were recording to tape but yeah. we were recording via this uh incredible piece of software called clasp which so it goes to tape yeah but then before it goes to pro tools it kind of aligns everything so it's perfectly quantized all the tracks yeah so if you if you if you're cut into a click yeah then oh, I see. you're not going to get any tape wobble yeah. when it goes into pro tools basically so yeah everything that was going in yeah. sounded amazing you know how so, how fully formed are are the songs when you go into the studio uh we we kind of have the idea you yeah. know it's kind of like what we've done before for the, the previous three records in fact We'll kind of, you know, whether it's myself or whether it's Daniel, we'll present it as a demo. And then we, we always kind of find ourselves just being like, okay, well, let's take out that and take out that because yeah. the songs are generally pretty good. You know, I remember doing 16, you know, I remember like recording 16 and just being like, okay, well, that vocals, you know, a lot of the vocals on the first three records are the original demo vocals. It's interesting that you're talking about it uh, from the standpoint of taking stuff out, and I'm picturing you when you're talking about kind of like messing things up, of going in the studio and being like, all right, let's just throw this weird element in there and see how that Yeah, fits. and, you know, that's what we have done. This time with this mm. record, it was kind of like, right, we have this idea for a song, yeah. but we're going to rehearse the shit out of it. Yeah. Because we know that with those past three records, when we go on tour... We turn those songs into something else that just like blows people's minds. So you want the final version? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So instead of getting better through a yeah. tour, you know, why don't we just like spend the time, learn the song completely as we would play it, as if we were on tour. And even when we're on tour, like even within this past kind of 
couple of weeks that we've been in the yeah. States, we've kind of found, oh my God, I should have sung that like that or, you know, played it like that. You, you find you never, way. You never finish. Yeah, you never finish. And but that's you, the problem with Pro Tools, right? And that's why you yeah. got to record the tape because you're going to just sit there and like yeah, twiddle with every Exactly, level. exactly. But, but did you, you, you played it like a live record in the yeah, studio? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. So we played it like a live yeah. record and then we kind of then used the Pro Tools yeah. just, just for the trickery. Is it... And you feel like it's a, a better record? It's a, it's a great representation of where we are yeah. and where we stand as a band, like right now. You know? And just of you, like as a pure band without studio. Yeah, cover. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I think, I think it sounds like a fantastic record. You know, it still has the weight of what we always kind of want to. We always have that hip hop chemistry in there. Yeah. You know, so it still has that weight. But it's kind of like the way that we've recorded shit, it still sounds as if it's kind of thrown from the yeah. 60s, 70s, early 80s. You know what I mean? It's like... It's and, and, be- and easier or better to play live because it was recorded live? I, I mean, for me, it felt really, really good. Yeah. Like the amount of times we played over the past couple of weeks, it's, it's felt amazing. So, yeah, I, I, lo- I, love, I love playing live anyway. You know, but I, yeah. think, I think for everybody else... It kind of puts you in that standpoint that, okay, we already know what we're doing. Yeah. So now we can actually just fuck with it a little bit more, you know? So always about the fuck up. <laughs> there you go. That was Kelvin Swaby. Thanks so much to him for taking the time to do that. Really, really enjoyed that conversation. That was a lot of fun. Uh, check out the Heavy's latest record. It's called Hurt and the Merciless. That's out as of uh, last month. Definitely worth checking out along with all their other music. Uh, thanks so much to Kelvin for taking the time to do that. Thanks to uh, to Chris at Shorefire for setting that up. Uh, thanks to Brian, as always, for editing the show together. Thanks to all of our Patreon listeners. If you liked what you heard, if you've been listening to the show and enjoying what we've been doing, then uh, please consider donating to us over at Patreon. You can find a link over on our Tumblr site. Uh, we have so many good shows lined up and um, cost uh, costs a lot of money. Shockingly, it costs a lot of money to do a podcast. I just I just interviewed Hutch of the Thermals, one of my uh, all-time favorite bands, like a, 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 a matter of days ago. So that's coming up in the near future. Lots of really fun interviews. Uh, so please uh, consider floating us uh, a, a buck or two if you like what we've been doing. If you have any feedback, it's rylcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Tumblr. That's rylcast.tumblr.com. That is the first and best place to get all of your RIYL related information. You can like us on Facebook. Uh, what else? What else can you do? Uh, oh, rate us on iTunes. Um, you know, if you, if you don't have a dollar or two, or, you know, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe double up. If, if you uh, enjoyed the show, please uh, consider giving us uh, five or so stars over there. That's uh, that's the link that we sent out when we tried to get more people to uh, to come on to the show. So that it uh, really really helps out. So uh, thanks so much. Thanks everybody for listening. Thanks again to everybody for donating. Uh, we will be back just about this time next week with another episode of Riyl. Mm-hmm.